From the American Society of Cataract and Refractive Surgery, I'm Josh Young, and this is As Seen From Here. On today's podcast, the surprising story of microbial keratitis. Hypoxia is not uh, the important factor that it was once considered to be in the development of uh, microbial keratitis in lens wearers. Microbial keratitis is related to corneal hypoxia. It just makes sense. Poor contact lens hygiene is a risk factor for microbial keratitis, so switching to a daily disposable contact lens lowers the incidence by eliminating poor hygiene habits. Why? It just makes sense. It just makes sense. Hubris. It turns out that the world is a great deal more complicated than what just makes sense. And to set us straight, I have John Dart as my guest today. How common is microbial keratitis among contact lens wearers? Well, the overall figure from the Australian Instance Study was uh, 4.2 per 10,000 for any presumed microbial keratitis, of which 2.7 per 10,000 were severe, and of which 0.6 per 10,000, or 6 in every 100,000 patients lost vision. However, there are quite big differences between, or very big differences between different subsets of lens wearers. In particular, overnight wear of any lens carries about a five times higher risk. So if we take the uh, group with amongst the lowest uh, risk of keratitis, those are daily disposable soft contact lens users. And uh, the risk for, for, for any one daily disposable soft contact lens user getting keratitis is 2 per 10,000. Prior to the advent of newer daily disposable and highly oxygen permeable silicone hydrogel contacts, what were the perceived microbial keratitis risk factors? Well, I think we, th- we thought that uh, contact lens case contamination and overnight wear were the two major factors um, accounting for uh, uh, microbial keratitis in lens users. Now, given that contamination of cases would be lower in patients wearing daily disposable contact lenses, has the overall incidence of microbial keratitis been reduced with the introduction of these new lenses? Um, Well, no. And that's because although the, the, um, because the risk of keratitis actually in both studies, both the Australian study and our own uh, study, for daily disposable lens users was the same as for planned replacement soft contact lens users or for some, lens, for some types of lens a little higher in the UK study. And this was a completely unexpected finding. We'd, we'd anticipated that the use of daily disposable lenses would reduce the risks overall. In the context of this study, what do you mean by contemporary contact lenses? Well, the ones that are in widespread use at the moment, and that includes uh, in in Europe rather less than the United States, that we still have uh, 10% of uh, people using rigid gas permeable contact lenses. Um, We have most people, most uh, contact lens users are actually using uh, one to four weekly planned replacement soft lenses. That is, they, they keep them for one to four weeks at a time, uh, use a contact lens case and dispose of them. And uh, another large subset uh, use daily disposable contact lenses. Much uh, smaller numbers of people are actually using silicon hydrogel 
lenses, either as uh, daily wear or as um, overnight wear lenses, the silicon hydrogel being the new super breathable contact lenses. John, can I get you to describe the design of your study? Yeah, we have a large hospital emergency department. And in the UK, there's very little private ophthalmology and and, uh, almost no private ophthalmologist cope with um, or take on emergency work because uh, for for historical reasons. So patients with a severe emergency um, like a keratitis will come to the emergency department uh, most of the time for their management. And Moorfield Eye Hospital has, uh, we have, um, we deal with uh, uh, 55,000 emergencies a year. And um, we have a large um, catchment area for um, contact lens uh, related keratitis. Now, so the the numerator in this study were um, the 387 uh, contact lens users who had either uh, presumed or culture-proven microbial keratitis. We, we, we also had two control groups. One group was uh, were patients attending the hospital emergency department coming to the hospital in exactly the same way as the contact lens users with uh, presumed or proven infection who were using contact lenses but who had a problem that was um, unrelated to uh, contact lens wear like vitreous floaters. And we had another um, population-based control group who were contact lens wearers who were derived from the same um, population as patients attending the um, uh, uh, attending Moorfield Eye Hospital, but who'd never actually been to Moorfield Eye Hospital, and we did this by um, telephoning the um, postcodes uh, or telephoning um, randomly selected households in the postcodes from which the uh, cases with keratitis were derived. So, uh, for example, in London we have um, I live in an N6 postcode. If we had um, one uh, contact lens uh, case attending the hospital with keratitis, um, we would have telephoned uh, um, three or four different um, uh, families in the um, N6 postcode area. If we'd had two, we, we would have uh, rung twice that number and so on. And we, um, uh, we included... Um, uh, approximately 35,000 families. We telephoned 35,000 families for, to obtain the population-based controls, uh, of whom 639 were contact lens wearers. And they, th- that group of 639 made up the population-based control set. We used the same questionnaire uh, um, over the telephone as we used for the um, uh, hospital controls attending the uh, accident emergency department. John, what were your results, your findings? We used uh, planned replacement soft lenses as uh, the referent to which we compared all the other lens types for risks of keratitis. And uh, approximately half the contact lens wearing population are using one to four weekly replacement uh, contact lenses. And compared to that group, we found that um, daily disposable lens users had um, a slightly increased risk of um, 1.5 times um, for uh, developing any keratitis, but there were differences between different brands of daily disposable lenses, and uh, some brands 
had um, uh, a lower uh, risk of keratitis than planned replacement soft lenses, and others had higher risks. So there was a, this is a new finding which hasn't been uncovered in any previous um, epidemiological studies of contact lens wear, and we believe this is because this is a much larger study with more power to show differences. One of the, one of the other findings um, comparing these two groups was that although the risk of microbial keratitis was higher amongst these daily disposable uh, soft lens users, the risk of vision loss was less than for planned replacement soft contact lens users. Um, and that's almost certainly because uh, the, uh, the um, users of planned replacement soft lenses uh, were getting infected by more virulent organisms, um, particularly Pseudomonas and some Acanthamoeba. And we think that's because of the well-known association between these virulent organisms and contact lens case contamination. And the daily disposable lens users in the study were only included if they didn't store their lenses at all. So those were true daily disposable lens users, and they're exposed to less virulent organisms, accounting for the reduction in the severity of keratitis, even though they had a slightly higher risk of developing keratitis overall. We didn't find uh, any difference between um, silicon hydrogel lenses and um, planned replacement soft lenses when used as daily wear lenses. but. Um, any of these lens types used overnight increased the risk of keratitis fivefold. That was independent of lens type. Now, the rationale behind introducing daily disposable contact lenses is that they would be more hygienic. But your study does not demonstrate that these patients have a reduced incidence of microbial keratitis. Though, as you say, um, the cases of microbial keratitis tend to be less severe in this population. But why do you think it is that these patients do not have a reduced rate of microbial keratitis? Well, that's a, it was a fascinating result, which, as I said, we hadn't expected. I think this is telling us quite a lot about the pathogenesis of, uh, of contact lens wear. Well, the, 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 the findings of the study actually tell us two things. First of all, um, silicon hydrogel lenses, the super breathables, were introduced partly because it was thought that by... Um, uh, delivering enough oxygen to the surface of the eye, the, the sorry, the, partly because it was thought that hypoxia was one of the major risk factors for infection, and we've not been able to show any benefit with the relation in, in relation to the development of the risk of develop, developing keratitis for either daily wear or overnight wear use of silicon hydrogel lenses. So I believe that's telling us that um, hypoxia is not. Uh, the important factor that it was once considered to be in the development of uh, microbial keratitis in lens wearers. And this is something that I stated, I think, eight, seven or eight years ago in uh, an editorial in The Lancet. I, I said we really wouldn't know until these lenses were introduced widely whether um, solving the problem of hypoxia was actually going to reduce the risk of keratitis. So that's, that's one finding. The finding that there, that there were... Uh, that daily disposables haven't reduced the risks suggests that the contact lens case is not the, um, although it's a source of organisms, it's not the uh, major cause of infection in daily wear lens users. And that there must be factors unrelated to contact lens case contamination, but related to the fit of the lens, factors like um, uh, soft lens where we know reduces tear turnover and epithelial cell shedding underneath the lens. And those sorts of factors 
are probably more important in the development of keratitis than exposure to increased numbers of bacteria in the contact lens case. You found that the overnight wearing habits of silicon hydrogel contact lens wearers differed from those of conventional soft contact lens wearers, and this makes comparison between the two groups difficult. Why do you think that these wearing habits varied? Well, um, the uh, silicon hydrogel lenses have been licensed for 30 days of wear, and hydrogel lenses used overnight is a very small group actually in the UK. Um, have uh, have not been encouraged for such long periods of wear, so that this was a quite, these were both quite small groups in our study, and we didn't have we didn't actually have the power to really we couldn't show any differences, but we didn't have the power to look at uh, differences in infection rates in the overnight lens wear users in any detail. So we although we can say that there is um, a, a five times higher risk in the use of any of these lenses um, but, uh, when you compare them used as daily wear or overnight wear, we can't say that there may not be some advantages in using silicon hydrogel lenses overnight compared to the, the old, older um, uh, models of uh, hydrogel, less breathable overnight wear lenses. We just didn't have the power to be able to do that. And we, we made that clear in the study. You found that, to some extent, the risks varied by contact lens brand. Can I get you to flesh that out for me? Yeah, we collected the data in we collected the data um, over two years, from 2003, December 2003, ending end of November 2005. Contact lens manufacturers produce contact lenses a little like um, car manufacturers produce cars. You buy uh, a BMW. Um, three series, one month, and you buy it next year, and there have been a thousand changes. Now, the same isn't quite the same for contact lenses, but the manufacturers do introduce changes without changing the name of the lens. What was true for these different brands um, uh, back in uh, 2005, 2003 to 2005, may not be the same now. But um, we showed that the AccuView lens at that time was um, the least associated with microbial keratitis. And we believe that the differences between the different brands are probably due to um, uh, factors relating to lens fit. We found that there was a, a difference um, in uh, between, I think, the SIBA lens. It was a little more, patients had more difficulty, said they'd have more difficulty removing the lens than um, uh, some of the other lens types. And so factors relating to handling, uh, fit, uh, and factors very difficult to measure, such as tear turnover under, under these lenses, as well as the materials themselves, um, may all account for these differences that we found. We believe the differences are real, and we think what this points to is that um, by altering the fit and the material of the lens, you, you could probably um, also the risk of keratitis, albeit that it's low in all of these lens types. So for planned replacement soft lenses, uh, there were no difference between brands when these lenses were used for daily wear only. So if they were used as they were supposed to be used, there weren't any differences. But if some of these patients are using these lenses for occasional overnight and overnight wear, so if they started to use the lenses for um, anything other than daily wear, then some differences were identified, yeah. I think the, the differences between the daily disposable brands are a little more interesting because used, those were used purely as daily disposable lenses. There were significant differences between several of those lens types with uh, risks being higher for um, 
Ciba Dailies and Softlands one day. Let me ask you a sort of bottom line question here. What are your recommendations for clinicians and what do you do in your own practice? Well, we, we recommend uh, uh, daily disposable lenses for most wearers. Um, they're you know, safer and more convenient. Now, just so that I'm clear on this point, you recommend daily disposable contact lenses as opposed to planned replacement lenses? As opposed to planned replacement, yeah. Because, uh, because you, although the, the risk of keratitis is um, no lower and may indeed be a little higher overall, you do lose the risk of developing a severe keratitis that's associated with the bugs that are growing in the contact lens case. And it, it, these are also, they're also more convenient to use. Yeah, but the per diem cost for these contact lenses is three times what it is for the planned replacement lenses. Well, if cost, is, if cost isn't an issue, that's what we recommend. If cost is an issue, then the differences aren't that great. But uh, it's important that planned replacement soft lens users are very well aware of the, of, of the need for careful contact lens case and hand hygiene when they're using their lenses. While we're on this topic, what do you tell patients in terms of hygiene for their contact lens cases? Well, we ask them to uh, clean the case um, and to keep it dry, and and we ask them not to clean it with tap water. They can uh, just shake it out and dry it and leave it dry overnight because organisms will survive dehydration, but uh, not as well. Uh, We ask them not to top up, use fresh solution each day, and to change the case each month. I mean, what interested me most really was, um, you know, the, the relationship of the epidemiology to pathogenesis and the fact that, um, that uh, regrettably, these super breathable contact lenses may well have other, you know, other advantages, but they don't reduce the risk of keratitis, which shows that hypoxia is not the major factor. And the fact that we found these differences between brands of data disposable lens and that they're quite clear in our study. And the reason that that the Australian study, somebody, somebody else who interviewed me uh, said there was a, they thought there was a, a difference between the two studies. In fact, there isn't a, a difference. There was a trend to a higher risk for daily disposables in the Australian study, but they didn't have the power because they didn't have so many daily disposable lens users. They didn't have the power to show a difference, but there was a trend there. Because of the large numbers using daily disposables in our study, we were able to actually look at these brand differences and the fact that we found these significant differences with brands suggests very strongly that it's the fit or the material or some combination of the two which are actually uh, promoting the risk of keratitis. And that also means that if we can identify what those factors are, we should be able to make contact lens, soft contact lens wear even safer than it already is. John Dart, thank you so much. Okay, well, look, thank you so much. And uh, it's been a pleasure uh, talking to you. John Dart is consultant ophthalmologist in the Corneal and External Disease Service and Deputy Director of Research at Moorfields. He's also Honorary Reader at University College London. He comes to us from Moorfields Eye Hospital in London, United Kingdom. His paper, Risk Factors for Microbial Keratitis with Contemporary Contact Lenses, a Case Control Study, appears in the October 2008 issue of Ophthalmology. Ask questions of Dr. Dart or any of our previous guests, or make a comment about any of the topics we've discussed. These interviews are meant to be the start of a conversation in which you participate. 
write me with your questions or comments at jyoungmd at gmail.com. As Seen From Here is a production of the American Society of Cataract and Refractive Surgery. Be a part of the next podcast. I'm Josh Young.